you survive another week. I'm so glad that you found me. Download and subscribe to the Black Man with the Gun podcast, sponsored by CrossBreedHolsters.com. I sincerely hope that you enjoy the show. And please remember, people, no matter who you are and whatever you do to live, thrive, and survive, there are still some things that make us all the same. You, me, him, her, everybody. Everybody. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody to love. Someone to love, someone to love. Sweetheart to miss, sweetheart to miss. Sugar to kiss, sugar to kiss. I need you, you, you. I need you, you, you. I need you, you, you. In the morning, when my soul's on fire, sometimes I feel, I feel a little sad inside. When my baby mistreats me, I never have a place to hide, and I need you. This week on the Black Man with the Gun podcast. Revolver is my favorite gun. Mrs. M, Zombie Industries is our feature. Dedicated to the ladies. Zombie Strike. And a little bit extra. Coming up next. Sometimes I feel I feel a little sad inside When my baby mistreats me I never have a place to hide And I You're listening to the Black Man with a Gun podcast. It's a weekly podcast that I've produced each week since 2007. This show is heard all over the world and has over half a million downloads. The show is available on Stitcher.com, iTunes under the Urban Shooter, and several internet radio stations like Liberty Bell Radio and WindowsDeliberty.com. It's not just a show about guns. It's about the real people of the gun rights movement. How are you doing this week? Getting ready for the fall. It's a beautiful time of year. I have already pulled out my little jackets, my leather jacket, my suede jacket, my cowboy boots, my best cowboy hat. Yes, indeed. I love this time of year. Don't even have a horse, but I got some kicking boots, man. This is the boots time right here. I bought these boots uh, about 10 years ago, I think now. Got them on sale. American Alligator. They are bad. Oh, they are bad. And why did I buy alligator boots? It's a long story. But in short, I was in the Amazon on a three-person boat. And we were gigging for alligators. I wanted to get an alligator skin to put on my wall and maybe an alligator to make some boots. And I got the lucky chance to 
but a gaff right at the top of the head of about a six-foot alligator in the Amazon and almost died. The alligator got away, and I vowed if I ever made it back home and could afford a pair of boots, I was going to buy them and not try to take it from an alligator because I almost lost the battle. So every time I look at my feet, I can think how precious life is. Yeah, that's the deal. We're going to get on with episode number 240 right after John Wayne gives us our Pledge of Allegiance. If you want to contact me, feel free to do so at 888-675-0202. Or you can call me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email or not call, but email me. Blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. You got it? I know you do. Let's get on with it, and then we'll come right back. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, I'm back. The 240th episode of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. Yep, that's the deal. You can find me on Facebook. We got a new fan page. It's Black Man with a Gun 1. Look for that on Facebook. Twitter, I'm Ken N. Blanchard. As is the show notes for this week's episode, you'll find it and other my blog stuff at KenNBlanchard.com. You know, we are all kinds of folks, and I'm glad you chose to listen to little old me. I know your time is valuable. I'm your friend and your brother from another mother, if you want me. I'm the pastor of Patriots, Pistoleros, and Paladins that puts out his variety show featuring inspiration, music, humor, and contributions from several interesting people. And I do this because I love it. I do it because it gives me a creative outlet. I do it because I get to entertain, inspire, and inform people that one day I hope to either help or meet you. And it's still evolving, this show. There's still a little something here for everybody that listens, downloads, or subscribes. Now, let me give you a little background to this thing. In case you're new to this show, my name is Ken Blanchard. I narrate an original story at the end of the show called Zombie Strike, written especially and exclusively for this show by Derek Ward. I think Walking Dead actually stole some of my stuff, but I can't prove it. Thank you for letting me know that the majority still wants me to keep it on here. If you want to check out the story, Zombie Strike, from the beginning, it now has its own podcast with over 100 episodes on the Zombie Strike podcast, also available on Stitcher.com. Stitcher.com is an app you can download to your phone to get this and that show. The Urban Shooter also has his own app for exclusive stuff. Let me tell you about Miss M. She's relatively new to the show. Um, and I came up with her, or I didn't come up with her, kind of a group thing. She's our reminder of home. And she's made for the troops. The mother you might have missed. The little feisty immigrant that reminds us with some mother wit that freedom isn't free, darling. See, I don't care whether you're in Fort Linwood, Missouri, or Fort Rucker, or you're at Okinawa, or you're in... Korea or Afghanistan, if you're in the sandbox somewhere, it's a pretty close chance I've been there too. Yeah. I've stood duty 
I've sat in the shade trying to beat the heat. I've drank out of those nasty canteens. I've eaten from MREs. I've done a little bit of everything. So if you served a little time in the military, I just try to do a little bit of stuff for you that you may think about home and get a good feeling to help you pass your post, your time, as you do what you do for us here. Barbara Baird, a friend of mine, sports person, writer, fun person, and friend that cross-pollinates with this podcast, and she shares the world outside of this basement studio. She is a mother, and I say that with love. <laughs> She's a grandmother, a wife, and an all-around sweetheart. She comes up with uh, some good stuff every week. Imagine if this show was an audio version of The Tonight Show, but with guns. That's what I'm trying to do. I got a band, garage band. I call it Bones Hooks, named after a black cowboy, my alter ego. I use Facebook. So check that thing and uh, let me know you heard it there. We are listener supported. I think I have about two handfuls of monthly supporters that help me keep the bandwidth, help me buy music and innovate stuff. And I call them members of the Urban Shooter Association. And I got a private site just for them. This they can find on urbanshooter.org. Yeah, we got a forum and everything. Blackmanwithagun.info. Yeah, I'm gonna fix that. There's like more spam bots there than anything, but uh, we'll get we'll get that through. You know, I wasn't always like this. I've tried just about everything and survived to tell the stories. I am a former U.S. Marine. Hoorah. I've lived in Brazil and England. I've traveled to over 15 countries protecting people with a gun or two. I've lobbied the U.S. Congress for the right to keep and bear arms. I've testified in the state legislators of Virginia, Texas, South Carolina, Michigan, Maryland, and Wisconsin. I've done commercials for TV against racist gun laws and have been featured in three documentaries. I became a federal police firearms instructor in 1986 at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Glencoe, Georgia. I think I became an NRA instructor a little later than that. I got involved in the big fight against gun control in 1991. And along the way, I have often become the minority representative for the pro-gun movement. The black man with a gun. The urban shooter. It's been behind the scenes and in front of the camera where it was tactically correct for me to win the thing. I did so at great sacrifice to my career at times. I wasn't savvy enough to leverage my fame into a movie or money-making career. Fact is, I couldn't figure out how to take what I did and make enough money to quit my day job where I would have. I've had a web presence since about 1999. I've spent more money than I had and been to hell and back. So why am I saying this to all my listeners? Because every once in a while, I got to go back and make sure I don't lose anybody. It's typical Ken Blanchard, though. I'm a risk taker, you know. I'm a cowboy with an iron horse. I ride a uh, Harley Electroglide. Back in 2006, I dabbled with this new thing called a podcast, and then I quit. I started again in 2007 after being inspired by Mark Vandenberg's dream of an internet network of uh, podcasters, later to be called the Gun Rights Radio Network. Taking another risk, I left. So every Thursday night, I kiss and hug the, the wife and 
come on downstairs while she's doing a hundred things upstairs and fire up the microphone and give you the Black Man with a Gun podcast. I got to tell you, this has been an awesome ride for me. Along the way, I've met some super people. So I want to start off this week's show acknowledging the women I have been blessed to meet because of this show. Before I was a pastor, I feared that my past would affect my present. Before I matured and understood what I have, I was a pirate, a rogue, a roving cowboy that loved the ladies. I'm so glad God allows U-turns. I'm so glad I got a second chance. I've been blessed to have some dynamite people in my life. And I've messed up a few friendships. But now, I cherish life and I cherish people that make my life so much richer. And a lot of them just happen to be women. So, I dedicate this week's show to those women. Do you realize the number of women in the shooting sports is growing more and more every week? And it's probably the only reason our rights have been gaining momentum. But we still don't give them their due. I'm glad I have a few on my show, though. My friends. You know, I am reformed. No more exotic dancing. No more extracurricular activities. None of that stuff. No more trying to break the 200 mark. Today, I'm one of the strongest proponents of holy matrimony. I mean, real love. Love, love, love. Except no substitutes, my brothers. This week, I'm going to talk briefly about the new Smith & Wesson revolver, the Zombie Strike episode 102, I believe. Yep, it is. Part 10 of number 102 gives us the origin of one of the characters. Barbara Baird is going to introduce us to some cowboy action shooters. Mrs. M and I kick it loosely, and I have an interview with Zombie Industries, makers of a new 3D target. And I got a YouTube video on the website that shows my favorite bedside backup gun on the show notes. Where is it at? KenBlanchard.com. There you go. And if you forget, just go to BlackManWithAGun.com and look for episode number 240. I'm going to give you another mystery voice and start it all off thanking the ladies. Ladies, thank you. Now, this is a short list because I will unintentionally forget somebody, but charge it to my head and not my heart. First of all, I want to thank my wife of 20 years for putting up with my rusty dusty to my mother and my grandmother who showed me about shotguns for the first time in my life thanks to my daughter for being so special special thanks to Mary Sue Faulkner she used to work for the NRA and she helped me in media training I want to thank Barbara Baird yet again womensoutdoornews.com she introduced me to Mrs. M, who, again, is for the troops. Who I met at the same time with Laura and Ashley Burgess of Laura Burgess Marketing. There's two dynamic women right there by itself. Somewhere in there connected me to Sophie from Blackhawk.com. My Chicago connection includes Dr. Paula, Valinda, and Colleen. And then there's a couple of other women that I just can't remember at the moment, so forgive me. But thank you, ladies, so much. Mama Helen, first woman feature I had on this show. She's an instructor on target range where I go. 
to Layla, a new American citizen, mother, and a friend. Reese from Facebook, that I met at the Second Amendment March in 2010. My good friend, Dr. Susanna Grasha Hupp, my NRA road buddy. We did a lot of uh, concealed carry testimonies together. My new friend, Nikki Gaser from Tennessee. Maria Heil from Pennsylvania. Second Amendment sister, bar none. Let's see, am I forgetting anybody? I know I am. Let's see, I could talk about uh, Kathy Jackson of uh, Concealed Carry Magazine and the Cornered Cat, firearms instructor out in Seattle. I could say hello to Peggy Tartaro, editor and longtime friend from Women in Guns Magazine. I could give a big shout out to my sister in arms, pro arms podcaster, Gail Pepin. And let's see. How about ProisHunting.com? Women's apparel for the hunter. And my baby girl, Sarah Green. And let's see, last but not least in my memory is Kelly, San Fran's sister. Thank you, ladies, for enriching my life. God bless you. All right, I'm going to pause and get some water, and I'll be right back after these commercials. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. HoggerWatches.com In a northwestern city of Maryland, known as Hagerstown, a new watch company begins. The watch is called Hogger. It is designed by a U.S. veteran, a watch aficionado, a patriot that wanted to leave his mark in history, offering a quality watch for the active person that didn't break the bank. Automatic movement, water-resistant to three atmospheres, the Commando, Features a unique fighting knife logo on the back and the Urban Commando look. It's not too big and looks at home both in the office or in the field. HoggerWatches.com. Get yours today. You're listening to the Black Man with a Gun podcast with my brother from another mother, Ken Blanchard. Babs in the Woods. From womensoutdoornews.com's Barbara Baird. Hey, black man with a gun. This is Barb Baird. I'm on location at a range near Branson, Missouri, with Southeastern Outdoor Press Association. And guess who I found at the range today? A bunch of women from time gone by some cowboy action shooters and over here we have Trudy May. Let's start with you. Introduce yourself. Tell me where you're from and what you shoot. Okay, I am Trudy May. I am from Everton, Missouri, which is outside of Springfield and I shoot 38 uh, shotgun and lever action rifle. That's We all shoot two revolvers, a rifle and a shotgun and it's a different pattern for every stage and the stages look like an old west town. <laughs> 
All right, Trudy May, and we have over here Lovely Blue. Hannah Dove. Hannah Dove. I'm from Marshfield, Missouri. Are you related to Lonesome? No. <laughs> Been claimed to, but you know. <laughs> what do you shoot, Hannah? I shoot 38, sometimes 45, depending on my mood for the day. Um, like she said, every scenario is different. We come out and we all dress different, period, correct, to the time period. Um, different categories for everybody that shoots. Someone just showed me her bloomers. I've got them too, yeah. Oh, ooh. <laughs> too bad this is a podcast, guys. We all have bloomers. We all. They're showing us their bloomers. Yeah. They're all white and clean. We wear, we wear period correct clothing, so yes. depending on what category you shoot, you will have different clothing for each category. All right. And next to, next to Hannah. Mm -hmm. I'm Pequeña. I'm from Madrid, Spain. Live in Republic, Missouri now. Okay. I uh, shoot 38. I'm a black powder shooter and enjoy the heck out of it. And you said you shoot whatever your husband reloads, right? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Always nice to have a man in your life to um, reload for you. He reloads it, I shoot it. Okay. All right. And finally here we have in black, Lynchum 2. I go by 2. Okay. Is that T-W-O or T-W-O? -O. My, my husband is Lynchum Sag, and so when I came along, I... I didn't want to be an also, so I decided to be oh. number two. Well, I don't know that that's so good either. Oh, it's, it fits me just fine. Oh, okay. All right. What do you shoot? I shoot, I shoot 38, and I do all my own reloading. He's never reloaded a bullet for me. All right. So tell me, ladies, what are you here for today? Big big match coming up, right? We've got a big match coming up the 20th through the 24th of this month. Um state match okay. for Missouri. Show me shootout. Show me Show shootout. Me shootout. 11th annual. 11th. And we're pre-shooting so that we can work during the match. Oh, okay. So you are you might the local And then we lost the audio. Right about here, I realized I have two of the same recordings. If there was like a continuation, then I didn't get it. So hopefully we'll continue with this one next week. But thank you, Barbara. And thanks, ladies, for introducing us to the Cowboy action shooting shootout in Missouri. And now, our featured presentation. All right, in honor of Halloween and all things spooky, so I'll let you know that I got a new website I'm working on. Well, I got two. Well, one of them is zombieoverlord.net. And also working on a little store of all things, everything but guns. That'll be up shortly. But here from Zombie Industries, makers of 3D zombie targets. With me live is Director of Sales, Nicholas Ianiti from, you guessed it, zombieindustries.com. Nicholas, welcome to the Black Man with a Gun podcast. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. And tell me about Zombie Industries. What's, what's new with you guys? Uh, well, you know what? Everything's pretty much new with us. We, we started out four months ago. Um, we basically sat down in the beginning. The brainchild came from uh, sitting around one night talking about zombies and, and got to talk and say, man, how cool would it be if there was an actual bleeding target, you know? So we uh, we actually wound up scouring the market looking for something that we can just buy ourselves and take out and, and shoot. And uh, it just it didn't exist, you know? So we finally just came the realization that, you know what, if we're going to want something like this, I guess we're just going to have to make it ourselves. So uh, so that's what we did. We started out with a prototype. We got a bunch of friends out. Everybody shot it out. We asked everyone what they thought, loved it. 
um, we just kind of moved ahead with production and, uh, you know, it's only been four months now. We've already sold over 5,000 zombies. We have eight models to choose from. And uh, we, we basically didn't want to be a one-trick pony with just the bleeding zombies. So we, we went back through and, uh, you know, offered paper targets, uh, exploding targets. We've got a new uh, zombie face-off, which is a cardboard uh, pigeon holder. So we're basically trying to come through and provide multiple products for people at multiple price points um, and give a little bit of something for everybody, you know, with, with a zombie spin on it, basically. Man, that's outstanding. This time of year, there's a quite a few um, events just for zombies, so you guys might be doing all right. Yeah, you know, this is, um, you know, definitely it's something that when, when we first came out with it, we said, wow, you know, we, we were wondering about, you know, how's it going to be received with, with, with shooting a mannequin and things like that? And we said, you know what, th- these are zombies. You know, every zombie, whether it's man, woman, black, white, whatever, zombies, they, they deserve to die, you know? So, right, right, uh, right. We basically said, you know what? Any time is the right time for a zombie target. Halloween is, is great, but it's not just for the Halloween season. You know, this stuff, uh, we take our zombie preparedness pretty serious over here. And that's basically one of our uh, our main goals is to basically increase uh, the overall consumer's zombie readiness. You know, give them a uh, means to go out and actually uh, increase their preparedness for when the, the imminent zombie outbreak actually occurs. Because we all know it's going to occur. It's just a matter of time. So we basically just wanted to be ahead of the curve and... Uh, and give people some some realistic training aids, basically, to, to kind of hone their skills. Cool, man. Of your eight targets, which one's your best seller? You know what? The number one seller is probably still our, our very first target, the Chris. And um, I don't know if it's just because he's used in our, our marketing materials or if you know he just looks like the quintessential zombie or something like that, but he's still holding strong. Mm. We came out with the terrorist a few months ago, and... Uh, He's hot on his heels. You know, he, he's right there with Chris neck and neck. There was a month or so right when we first introduced him where he took the lead, but then uh, Chris has kind of been holding pretty steady. You know, he, he's the go-to guy for sure. We've just, uh, we just released the zombie, uh, the Nazi zombie as well, and uh, he's already starting to take off pretty well too. So, so basically, you know, all the models that we have, um, you know, they're all doing pretty well. We, we basically wanted to... Um, you know, and only being around four months coming out with eight models, we were, we, we were kind of conscious not to delude ourselves. Basically, for a while there, we were coming hot and heavy with a new model every every week or two weeks or so. And now we're like, all right, with eight models to choose from, we really want to just try and expand our overall product palette with, with some other fun things to shoot. You know, we also, that's kind of why we came out with the zombie face-off, the clay pigeon holder. It's, it's uh, basically six feet tall and five feet wide, holds 30 clay pigeons, but it's got... 30 zombie faces on the front of it, and in their forehead it holds a clay pigeon, but it's 10 Chris, 10 Rocky, and 10 ex-girlfriend. And what the thought process was behind it was, yeah, it was great for a guy with a 30-round magazine to have at it, but, you know, more uh, a little more fun is, you know, two shooters can go side-by-side side and shoot head-to-head. You know, you can push the, uh, the clay pigeons in from the back so they're orange, and then the other half of them from the front so they're black. Each guy picks a color, and, and they shoot their corresponding color, or three shooters can go head-to-head and shoot their corresponding, you know, zombie head. So it was just something that, you know, once we started with multiple people going head-to-head in the trash talk and started going back and forth, it made for a lot of laughs out on the range. And, and that's really what we're all about here at Zombie Industries. We really want to get people some things that just haven't been done before, and uh, but basically, you know, that, that are really fun to, to shoot, basically. I'm looking at the website right now. I really like this face-off thing with the uh, with the clays. That's, like, really cool, man. You know, the face-off's great for, for a rifle or for pistol, whatever you want. The good thing is, if you know, especially if you're a really good shot, it'll last 
forever. You know what I mean? For the most part, you reuse it over and over again. It folds oh, down man. for easy shipping or storage, and uh, it is, it's a lot of fun, definitely. How heavy is this thing? I mean, when when it comes to your house, is it, you need a truck or what? The zombie face-off itself is, uh, well, it comes with the poles. Everything's included, so basically you're able to set it up right out of the pot, right out of the package, you know, so bring it out to wherever you're going to shoot, and boom, you're ready to go, right, right from the work go. Uh, it only weighs about maybe six pounds or so, and that's with the poles included. You know, the cardboard itself doesn't really weigh very much, you know, maybe, maybe a pound or so. Uh, same thing with our bleeding zombies as well. The bleeding zombies only weigh about eight pounds in the package. They come in a printed box, too, which the box is, uh, has a printed zombie with rifle scopes on the front and back, so you can even open up the box and use that as, as a, a target as well. You know, maybe you want to use that to sight in your weapons and stuff before you actually go for your zombie kill. So it was kind of, we, we really tried to put a lot of things in, even with our paper targets, you know, we, we developed kind of the target within the target concept where typically you have these targets and all the margins are just kind of wasted space. We said, you know, what, why don't we fill that up with other things to shoot? So we put a, a 25% scaled-down version of, of the graphic up in the margin mm-hmm. to simulate two different distances, basically. So you're shooting the main graphic, but then the second one basically appears to be four times further away. Uh, we also threw some logos and some blood splats and, and gave a kind of a unique scoring system on there so that the entire thing can be utilized. So instead of just shooting up the main graphic, you got a couple other things, whether you want to be a sharpshooter or someone wants to call out a particular thing. But basically, that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to increase functionality of the stuff that we make, uh, along with, again, you know, just making it really fun to shoot. The website's really good, man. I like how you can scroll over top of the uh, paper targets and actually see the thing change. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Everything on there is higher res as well. We've got plenty of videos on there too. So if people want to check out the website and say, ah, you know, I wonder how this thing really works, whatever. Well, that's why we put the videos up there. You know, so you can basically take a look. Almost all of our products have corresponding videos. And we also encourage uh, other consumers to basically post up their own their own videos, you know. And uh, we've also got a blog page on there, which we keep up on, on other things like you, you know with uh, other zombie-related uh, events and stuff like that. There's, um, you know, especially around this time of year, there's been a couple of uh, zombie charity walks. We've, we've taken part in, helped out, whatever we can. You know, we're all about the charity and stuff. We did a couple other things for Wounded Warrior Project and stuff. We're definitely here at Zombie Industries. We're definitely uh, pro-Second Amendment and uh, and pro-U.S. military, for sure. We appreciate all the, uh, the servicemen and women out there, uh, you know, when everything that they do to... to to serve our country, you know, so, uh, so guys like me don't have to basically, you know, but we definitely appreciate all their efforts. And that's another thing on the website too. If people go there, we do offer a military law enforcement and NRA, um, discount basically on the website, $10 off all of our bleeding zombies and stuff. So it's a kind of a way to kind of give back to those folks for everything and all the sacrifices and stuff that they make for the rest of us. Man, that is too nice. Good deal, man. Good deal. Well, what's the website again for everybody that I find? It's uh, www.zombieindustries.com. You can order right off the website. Uh, you can send us comments. You can post up on stuff there, too. If you like a particular target or whatever, every one of our pages has a, a section where you can go in and kind of rate the target with a star system, you know, one to five stars, and leave your comments on what you thought and all that stuff. So definitely kind of a, an interactive experience, and we encourage people to kind of, to kind of uh, you know, go on there, take a look around, and and see what's going on, read some of the blogs, and we also got a Facebook page too. So find us under zombieindustries.com on uh, on Facebook and uh, and do us a favor and like us. Sounds good, man. Nicholas Ianidi, thank you so much for joining me on the Black Man with a Gun podcast. Hey, Ken, I appreciate the time, definitely. Thank you.
Mrs. M. Welcome back to the Black Man with a Gun podcast. Hello, darling. Hey, I just got finished talking to my mother. She just came by. Oh, darling, your mother. Oh, how beautiful, darling. Oh, you tell your mommy hello. I will, me. I will. Yes, darling. Give It'll, her my best. She, and a hugs and a kisses. <laughs> I will. Yes, yes, darling. She had me in tears laughing. She just got back from St. Louis. Oh, darling, that's not too far from me. Oh, wow. About a hundred miles. She uh, was talking about the arch. Oh, yes, darling. I've she, seen that before, yes. And she said she didn't want to, she didn't ride on it like the, her friends did. She was too too scared. Well, you know, darling, I, I thought it might make me a little dizzy, too, so I no go. Yeah, my mom's, she's a trailblazer, though. She actually went on a nice long bus ride out to uh, the Midwest. Oh, beautiful, darling. She uh, sounds like a feisty woman. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> yes, darling. Bravo. I like her. Yes, bravo. Bravo. <laughs> yes, darling. Another feisty woman. How you oh, doing? Yes, darling. Yes. Well, darling, you know, we recognize, we recognize each other, you know. <laughs> yeah. As the feisty women, we have to stick together. That's how the West was won. Oh, darling, of course. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yes, darling. What you got for us this week? Well, darling, you know, I've been doing multi-different quotes from a different, different peoples. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time I go back to Thomas Jefferson. Okay. And Thomas Jefferson, he, he was a very smart man, you know. Yes. And he said, when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. Oh, yeah. See, that should be on a flag or something. Oh, darling, all the time. Yes, darling. And, uh, you know, darling, I have to tell you that, and I may have quoted this one before, I don't remember, but I thought it was a good one to say again. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you interesting news. Oh, okay. I get a phone call from these people. Uh, I've talked about them before, the National Association for Gun Rights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, darling, of course, you know, when they call, you know, they like the monies, you know, they like to give you a little bit of monies, but that's okay because they have a good cause. Okay. And uh, anyway, darling, they're very committed to upholding the Second Amendment and upholding the Constitution. And uh, they say that this organization, they send the surveys out to all the Republican candidates. Okay. And darling, I don't like to be too political, but I thought it was very interesting uh, what they say. They sent to all the Republican candidates, mm-hmm. and three candidates returned the survey right away, supporting Second Amendment. And the three candidates were Rana Paul, mm-hmm. Michelle Bachman, mm-hmm. and Herman Cain. Oh, okay. Yes. And I thought, darling, you know, darling, I want everybody to know who you vote for is your American privilege and is your right. And I'm not going to tell anybody who they vote for. I mean, you can vote up, you can vote down, you can vote inside and outside. You can do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. You know, darling, like a song I say, that's what it's all about. But, (laughs) But you know, darling... It's uh, how you vote, darling, how you vote is your, the, you know, when I was in a grade school, uh, well, I grade school in America, uh, privilege, we always talk about it as a right, mm-hmm. but it is a privilege because we have democracy and we must appreciate and uh, respect democracy gives us the privilege to vote. Yes. And, uh, you know, darling, so how everybody votes is up to them. I fully respect. And all our men and women and armed forces, darling, that's one of the things they fight for, for our right to vote and for their right to vote. So how you vote is up to you. I not say these things to give, uh, make you vote one way or other, but I think because of this Second Amendment concern, I think it was very important to see who write back right away. Yes. There's a character point. Yes, darling. Bravo. You say very good. Yes, yes. 
So just three out of... Man. So far, I'm telling. So far, uh-huh. the three. Uh, what's telling? I get another phone call. One moment. Okay. Oh, is this a commercial, darling? I, no, 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 no butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, no but, problem. Uh, yes, darling. But, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, very good, darling. Very good point. So far, the three, right back, and right back, right away. So, I like that. Like you say, character. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't fake character. No, darling. No, darling. No. So, and you know, darling, you asked me a couple of times ago if I, I'd like to run for president myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know... You know, darling, if, like, like I mentioned before, if I was not born in Greece, I might have think about it. I know. And, uh, and I would make you my vice president. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, darling. Yes, darling. So, we could have a podcast from the White House. <laughs> yes, darling. That would be a mess. <laughs> well, darling, darling, it's amazing. It would be amazing, darling. With me and you, darling. Oh. But, you know, darling, instead we do our good, we spread the good news this way. Yes. yes and this is a very good way to do so. So, Ms. M says, make sure you vote. doesn't matter which party you vote for. Just exercise your right. To vote. To vote. Yes, darling. Absolutely. Thank you, Ms. M. Okay, darling. I'll see you next time. Absolutely. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. One of the things we do as gun people is we look at the new stuff and think it's better than the old. But if you've been around a minute, you'll notice that nothing is new under the sun. What's hot right now with Smith & Wesson is their Pro Series model 627 and 357 Magnum. And they're selling it as being good for both the woods and your nightstand. And I would also add for concealed carry. It's a big beast. Revolvers are not as flat and easy to conceal in comparison to some flatter CZ, Brownings, Glocks that are really low profile. But 357 caliber is no joke. Now, we've had a Model 65 on our nightstand for 20 years. And it's about time for me to break this puppy out and throw some rounds through it. The new Smith & Wesson Pro series, the 627, has like a it's stainless. Whenever Smith & Wesson says 6 on it, it's stainless which I prefer, is a revolver, meaning it cylinder revolves around. It has about six rounds in it. It's a dull stainless steel. It comes standard with a four-inch barrel that's sculpted with flatted slab sides and is tipped with a red beaded front sight. That's how mine is, too. The round butt is covered with a Hogue rubber grip, as is mine, and it's that L-frame shape. Like I said, it's kind of a big pistol. You would think, why should I carry this? Well, if you were a big framed person, then you wouldn't mind. And again, everything is relative. You can shoot 38 Special, 38 Special plus P ammunition, and actually shoot 357 Magnum ammunition if you find it out of this big boy. That makes it versatile. And whenever you get the heavier revolver, if you're not a purist, you can shoot 38 ammunition out of it and it'll make it an inexpensive, lighter kicking, near perfect gun for beginners. Now, 
with the economy being as it is, I say take a look at it. One thing between the Smith and Wesson's and the Ruger's, in particular revolvers, think of the Ruger as being a solid block of iron or steel, and then somebody sculpts it and makes it into a revolver. That's the Ruger. One big block. It's solid. There's no moving parts. There's no crazy little widgets and stuff where uh, ex- excess oil and stuff can go. Smith & Wesson is more like a clock. A lot of high tolerances, a lot of small pieces all fit together to make a really nice pistol. Which one would I pick? I've been a Smith person for a long time, but in the field and overseas, I have used the Ruger, the GP100s, the SP101s, anything that looks pretty much like the standard old school revolver. Barrel lengths? Stubbies kind of hurt to shoot. I always have at least a four inch. Service revolvers back in the day were like six. And once you got up in rank, you might be able to get a snubby. I'm still a fan of revolvers. And I got a quick video of our 65, Model 65. I'm going to show you in a few seconds. If you are still around, check out the show notes on episode 240 and you'll see it. That's a little bit about speed loaders and strips and that kind of stuff. I'm going to see if I can slam them together too. So that's it for our gun review. And that's our thought, dropping a hammer. Smith and, Smith and Wesson, their Pro Series, model 627 and 357. Pretty much like my model 65. That's older than a lot of people I know. Hey, but what's your favorite revolver? Don't have one yet? How about a pocket gun? Check out the revolvers. And then let me know. Give me a shout back. Tell me what you see. Zombie strike. This used to be an extreme sport watched by millions around the world. We hunted zombies on a man-made island in the South Pacific. Well, that was then. This is now. Chapter 102, Odessa, Ukraine, 4 October 2011, 0900 hours local, countdown, 2 months, 27 days. Quentin McClintock waited patiently in the viewing room. The room was a cold, gray, utilitarian thing. It was much like the rest of the museum, a leftover from the dark days of Soviet architecture with the only positive trait of durability. Maybe not, Quentin thought as the harsh fluorescent light flickered above. Mr. McClintock, one of the assistant curators, said walking into the room. The man was meticulously dressed in an expensive Italian suit. I'm sure that I don't have to explain the proper procedures for handling such a rare artifact. The man's perfect Oxford English held a perfect note of condescension. No, you don't, Quinton answered flatly. He didn't quite loom over the much smaller Ukrainian man, 
but Quentin made his displeasure felt. The assistant curator gave him a weak smile as he backed away. Where's the tablet? As if in answer, two guards stepped into the room holding a heavy steel box between them. Grunting, the guards placed the box on the metal table with an audible clank. Quentin donned an apron, mask, and surgical gloves as the assistant curator unlocked the steel box. You can leave now, Quentin said pointedly. I am not comfortable with leaving such a rarity without proper supervision, the assistant curator said. That's not the deal my employers made with your board, Quentin said. The endowment was made on the contingent that I was given full and unimpeded access to anything I wanted. The assistant curator waved the two guards outside. As soon as the door shut, the small man spun and leveled a small pistol at Quentin. I don't know what Zombie Strike wants with the tablet, but you won't succeed, the man snarled. Quentin kept his eyes locked with the other man. He needed the man to focus on him. You're not a champion, Quentin commented. The man laughed. It sounded slightly hysterical. Not a good sign. No, I'm not one of those fools, the assistant curator said. I'm just one of Dr. DeCastilla's friends. Now, are you going to surrender peaceably, or am I going to have to kill you? Neither, Quentin answered and pointed behind the assistant curator. Sport emerged from the shadows, cradling a shotgun. You mind not pointing a thing at me, mate? Sport asked. Otherwise, I might have to end you here. The man was frozen with fear as he stared at the 12 gauges gaping maw. Quentin snatched a pistol out of the man's hand before slugging him across the face. Quentin could feel the shattering of the jaw as the man crumpled to the ground. This is why I don't want to spar with you, commented Sport as he slung the shotgun. Quentin placed the handgun on a table and turned back to the tablet. Sport would handle securing the prisoner. The Tchaikovsky tablet was maybe three feet long and two feet wide. The hieroglyphs that were etched into its stone surface were radically different from anything from Mesoamerica. It was used as evidence by all manner of conspiracy theorists from UFO enthusiasts to people looking for Atlantis. Quentin pulled out the small gold medallion Chief Stahl had recovered in Barcelona. The tablet and the medallion shared many of the same symbols. How did Castle know to come here? Quentin asked himself. Why did he need to come here? Quentin lifted the tablet out of the steel box. The thing must have weighed a good hundred pounds. You have found the next part of the pack. The The guardians chorused, floating through the walls and hovering into the viewing room. The viewing room fell away. As reality came back into focus, Quentin was standing in a hospital room. It reminded Quentin of the museum. Dirty linoleum and neutral walls were lit by sterile white lights. The young castle was standing next to one of the six hospital beds in the room. The occupant was covered in bandages from head to foot, almost like a modern-day mummy. Castle looked down at the man with a sorrowful expression. Why did you have to try to kill me, Michael? Castle asked quietly. You were going to destroy everything, the wounded man said in a painful whisper. No, I'm going to save this world from destruction, 
Castle said. There's just some distasteful things that need to be done before this can happen. The firm will stop you, the wounded man replied. Castle laughed, a cold, sorrowful laugh that seemed to come almost against his will. Why not threaten me with the Knights of Malta? Castle asked. They have as much a chance to stop me as your precious Mackenzie and Winston. Quentin's eyes widened in shock. How long had M&W been involved in fighting the truth? Michael, we've been friends for years now. I hate seeing you like this. Let me help you, Castle said pleadingly. You don't want to spend your remaining time in this place, do you? There was a long silence. It was finally broken by Michael's quiet sobs. No, Michael whispered. Dear Lord, Miguel, don't let me die in this hellhole. Castle gripped his friend's bandaged hand. Michael Winston, do you willingly accept service in the truth and accept Zypi Totec as your God? Yes, came a soft reply. Do you accept the path that is set before you when you walk it until the moment of truth? Yes. With that word, Castle pulled out the gold medallion he'd retrieved in Barcelona. Reverently, Castle placed a metal disc on his friend's chest as he mouthed a silent prayer. The medallion glowed, softly at first, but grew in intensity until Quentin couldn't look at it. As soon as Quentin could see, Michael was hovering over the bed. The other patients in the room were screaming in terror. Quentin watched, transfixed, as the bandages dissolved. Michael's body was a mess of burns and deep gashes, the glow from the medallion surrounded the destroyed body and began to pulse. Michael's skin sealed the wounds. The burns melted away to reveal healthy skin. In a few seconds, all of the grievous injuries were completely gone. The pulsing increased. Michael's body stretched. New muscle expanded as Michael's body grew and reformed. Quentin suddenly realized what he was seeing. The pulsing stopped suddenly. Michael landed onto the tile floor in a crouch. The gold medallion was embedded in his chest. He slowly rose to his new seven-foot height, marveling at his new body. Castle gave his friend a tired smile. You are now my great champion, Castle said. Welcome to the world, Michael. All right, that means it's time to go. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man of the Gun podcast sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. If you want to reach me for anything at all, you can contact me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or call me at 888-675-0202. When you're Get rough
be found like a bridge over troubled water. I will lay me down like a bridge over troubled water. I will lay me down. May the roads rise to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the sunshine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. Shalom, baby. video computer system and you're playing the hottest games in Space Invaders Atari Pac-Man It's the 25 Ball Fun Drive. I'm asking you to support your friend and brother from a different mother, Ken Blanchard, with a one-time $25 donation to help the black man with a gun survive with the 25 Ball Fun Drive. Red Ken helps a lot of people on and offline and could use your financial help this month with a one-time donation of $25. Go to KenBlanchard.com for the link. Checks can be mailed directly to Ken Blanchard at P.O. Box 2, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20. 2- 773 or find the link on blackmanwithagun.com